Are you considering having a home birth? Or maybe it's something that you are for sure you know you don't want to do, but you're still curious. Why do some women make this decision or choose home birth? This episode that I did with Caitlin Fusco from Happy Home Birth Podcast is one you will not want to miss out on. We talk about the importance of community, informed decision-making, and mindset, and all of these can impact your planning for home birth. Caitlin is a home birth advocate and the creator of both Happy Home Birth Podcast and her signature childbirth education program, Happy Home Birth Academy. As a student midwife and home birth mother herself, she's dedicated to sharing this option with others, and she was just super fun to talk to, so you're going to love our conversation today. Before I get into this episode, I do want to share something with you that really lights me up. I love, it's something that gets me super excited, and that's speaking with you. You are the reason why I'm here, so spending an hour hearing your story, your expectations, your fears, your plans, and then coming up with the steps and the support you need to get the birth that you want. My goal is not to tell you what to do, but it's to help you match the expectations you have for your birth with the decisions you're making along the way. So I'm also here to just sit with you and dream with you and be that sister who will listen and not judge, but guide you to a blissful birth. So you can reserve your spot now by going to bit.ly slash birth prep session, signing up right there on the site. I cannot wait to chat with you. These are so much fun. So let's get into the show. This is a different kind of podcast. I'm a different kind of nurse and a different kind of doula. Hey there, my name is Alan McLean and I want to welcome you to the Empowered Birth Podcast. My mission here is to encourage you to strive for the best birth experience possible, knowing full well birth is unpredictable, but also knowing that you are powerful and you are able to make the best decisions for you. You're going to get information you won't hear in your basic childbirth education class, as well as stories of women and birth professionals who are stepping into their power and birthing their way. You're going to get all the information you need to confidently navigate your journey from pregnancy to postpartum. This podcast is for the woman who is wanting a natural childbirth, but feeling unsure in her ability to. She doesn't know her options and she's feeling overwhelmed, looking for a guide. Is this you? Then stick around. You're exactly where you should be. Hi, Caitlin, and welcome to the show. I'm super excited to get to talk with you today. And we're going to be talking about one of my favorite topics, and that's home birth and how to prepare and just have a great conversation over that. So would you start off, just introduce yourself and then maybe tell us a little bit about your background, your story, and how did you get to be where you are today? Absolutely. Well, first off, thank you so much for letting me come on here. It is such an honor to talk to someone else who appreciates birth and the empowerment that lies behind it. You know, it's just, it's so refreshing to have these kinds of conversations. So I am super excited about talking to you today. 
So yeah, a little backstory introduction to me. My name is Caitlin Fusco. I host the Happy Home Birth Podcast. So dead giveaway, spoiler alert, I love home birth. <laughs> and so I actually, the way that all of this kind of started, I'm a home birth mother of two. I started off as a student midwife. And the whole way of, you know, of course, like getting into birth work, it's never just like, oh, well, I just knew as I grew up that I wanted to be a midwife and that, you know, I was a sign language interpreter, realized like, oh, I, I'm looking into these other options, met the midwife that became my midwife. And once I met her, I was like, oh, <laughs> this is it. Like, this is amazing. I love how she's supporting women. I want to be able to do that. I had never attended a birth in my life. I didn't know anything. This was pre-married Caitlin. So I'm just like this fresh little newbie. And she let me attend a home birth with her and it changed my life. I mean, holy cow, it was so powerful. And so at that moment, that's when everything shifted. And I was like, all right, I've got to be in the birth world. I started working as a doula. Soon after that, she uh, had an opening for an apprenticeship. So I began apprenticing with her. In the meantime, met my husband, we got married, we got pregnant. And so I actually ended up being able to be an apprentice and a pregnant mom at the same time. So that wow. is kind of, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's how I got introduced to the whole world. That is so awesome. I can imagine I'm pregnant right now and is still attending births and that it can be hard on your body. How was that experience for you? Oh my gosh. Speaking of hard on your body. So I always <laughs> think of, <laughs> I always think of this last, the last birth I attended before my daughter was born. It was six days, four days before <gasps> I had her. And Oh my word, my midwife and I and the other apprentice were standing in the kitchen. We're like boiling the herbal sits bath herbs. And oh, that, that smell is just amazing. But I'm sitting there stirring on the stove and I'm talking to my midwife, looking at her directly in her face. And out of my ear, I hear this noise. It was like, what was that? And at first I thought maybe it was the kids in the other room, but this mom was, she was such a tricky labor pattern woman. Like she always would seem like nothing was going on and then bam, there's a baby. Well, that's what started happening. So she is like screaming out because she was going from nothing to everything. So we sprint. And of course she is upstairs and of course, these are the steepest stairs. I have, it's almost a joke. Like, and I'm sure in my pregnant mind, they were even steeper than they were in reality. But I am sprinting up these stairs with my 40-week pregnant body, like racing to catch this baby. And we got there. I, we got there in time. My midwife was fast. It was a gloveless catch, unfortunately. But she was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And the baby is like coming out while the mom is sitting on the birth ball, which seems like it shouldn't be possible, but it totally happened. And it was the most incredible birth, but oh, oh my gosh, sprinting up those stairs will be a forever memory. <laughs> <laughs> I love that so much. Oh, and those, those labors that are just so tricky are always so memorable for <laughs> sure. <laughs> yes. So I have a lot of women in my audience. They have all different types of birth, but most of the women listening, they want to know all of the decisions that are out there and make the best decision for them. 
So a lot of times I break it down and I say, you know, I help them dream about the birth they want, about the Mm. experience they want. And a lot of times that can help bring clarity around the types of decisions to make. And some of the most important decisions I'm sure you can agree with is the type of support you have, the support, and then location. So before we get to the support aspect, I'm curious if you're talking to someone who doesn't quite know if home birth is right for them, what are some questions that they can ask or how will they know if this is the the best decision to make for the experience that they want? Oh, that was a good question. Okay. So this is really fun because I actually just did a Facebook live on this in the happy home birth group. And one of the things that I want to remind moms is, okay, first, first question, were you planning to give birth physiologically naturally anyway? You know, were you planning, if you were thinking you were going to go to the hospital, was your plan? Oh, well, I want to have a natural birth in the hospital. So if that is your plan, then home birth might be a good choice for you simply because the home birth setting is set up for you to give birth physiologically. Whereas in the hospital, which you absolutely can have a supportive, wonderful, natural birth in the hospital, the only difference is is that that's not necessarily their automatic setup. You know, there are so many different types of women coming in with all wanting all of these different types of options physiological, natural childbirth is not the only thing that they focus on. So when you're going into the home birth setting, you are going into this knowing this is what I want. And these people that are going to be supporting you are so, so used to it. That's all they do. So you're finding support, which we were just talking about. You're finding support that knows what you are going through and knows exactly how to help you through that. So that's one of the first things that you can ask yourself. Yeah, that's super helpful question to know. So if they're planning on a physiological birth, I love how you broke that down. Hospitals don't, they do see birth, natural birth, unmedicated birth, but not always do they know what physiological birth is in aspects of or in respect to all of the hormones that are needed to sustain this labor and this labor pattern and contribute to all of these bonding hormones that happen at home most of the time. So that's a good breakdown. Again, knowing your expectations before making that decision is very helpful. Absolutely. And one of the things that I want to mention about that home birth setting is it is your setting. You know, that's One thing that I say is, you know, give birth on your turf. When you are giving birth in your home, you automatically have the power. It's your territory. It's your place. The midwife is coming to you. And I'd say that's the big difference between choosing to have a home birth versus a birth center as well. Because, you know, many people will think, oh, I... I don't necessarily want to give birth in the hospital, but I'm too nervous to give birth at home. And I completely understand that. But at the same time, it's important to remember if you're giving birth in an out of hospital birthing center, everything that's in that birthing center is going to be coming to your home. If you have a home birth, it's the exact same. So the only difference is who's getting in the car. Are you Mm -hmm. getting in the car and having car tractions as I like to call them, or is your midwife coming to you where it's your territory, your home, your environment, and she is, she's the onlooker as opposed to going into other, someone else's space. 
Yeah. Oh, and car tractions. I love how you called it that. They're not fun. They are not something that is enjoyable, especially late in the game. But yeah, that's something to be aware of for sure. If you want that physiological birth, you can have that wherever. But getting in the car that at that stage is just, it's a thing. (laughs) It is. And it's not super fun. (laughs) So I love how you break down home birth and helping women prepare and just think about this is the right decision for them. And you kind of break it down into three different pillars. So the first one is support. Can you talk to me a little bit more of if you are planning on home birth or if you're curious and you just want to see, you know, is this even an option for me? What type of support should this woman be looking for? Where does she find that? What is that like, that process? That is such a great question. And the thing about support is there are so many different facets to it when it comes to home birth, childbirth, really in general. But, you know, we need to be thinking about community. So one of the issues that home birth moms face is the fact that this is niche. Like if you're having a home birth, you're part of what the 2% of people who decide to give birth outside of the hospital and break that down to even lower for home birth. It's like 1%. So you're in a tiny, tiny group finding people around you that have experienced home birth or that support home birth or understand what you're doing and don't think that you are like just a cuckoo lunatic for doing it. Like that can be really difficult. And that is why I actually chose to create the happy home birth podcast in the first place was thinking back to all of those clients that we had that who's, you know, let's say their partners were very supportive, but didn't have any additional support. Their families weren't as supportive. They didn't have friends that understood. So So finding a community that you can really just, you know, sink your roots in and, and gain friendship through is massive because you're going to be talking about things that, that a lot of people might not understand or might think are weird, whatever it may be. It's nice to have friends who understand. The next thing that we need to think about is support of your partner. And sometimes that can be a huge issue where, you know, one thing that I think about with my husband before we even started considering home birth, I mean, he kind of went into it realizing like, okay, she's going to have a home birth because he met me and I was already into this. But one thing that I remember him saying is like, oh, it just makes me a little bit nervous because, you know, I care about you so much and I want you to be safe. So figuring out how to get your partner, your husband on board and feeling confident in this decision as well. So that's something that really needs to be worked on and focused on. And I love to talk about the fact that partner relationships can be so solidified during this process. You know, there is nothing like preparing for a birth together and experiencing a birth together, welcoming a new member to your family that can just absolutely build up your relationship if it's gone about the right way. And then finally, when it comes to support, the thing that I think about is that relationship with your midwife and really just bolstering that up, finding the right person, figuring out what that looks like for you, and then creating this open dialogue, this great level of communication so that when she shows up at your house to catch your baby, she knows you and you know her and you wouldn't want anybody else in that room other than that person. Oh, so many good Things. Oh my goodness. So first off, where I live, I live in Nebraska and home birth is considered 
illegal in the mm-hmm. sense that certified nurse midwives, it's a felony for them to attend a home birth here. So we have a very hard time finding community. And that's one thing where women who do choose this in my area, I think when we realize we can be loud and we can say, hey, this is what I'm doing and be, you don't have to be ashamed of home birthing. They might think you're crazy, but you know what? You can be confident about your decision. And you being confident about your decision may help someone else because that community aspect is so important. So it's okay. And I think if the home birth community was a little bit louder about their experiences, maybe we would have more than 1% birthing at home. So I just want to encourage people, you can share your story and you know what, if you get flack for it, who cares? It doesn't matter. This is your story. It's beautiful. So I, I love that point. And community is so, so very important. I just thought when you were saying, you know, in Nebraska, how it is illegal, it's so stressful to find somebody. It just reminds me of one uh, home birth story that I had on the podcast not too long ago. And she said about it, I felt like I was finding a black market midwife. Like, yes. is it not crazy that it is such a difficult thing to find someone to support you in your own home when that was the norm for so long. But right. And I digress. A, yeah, no, that's the thing too about finding a midwife. So you were talking about, you know, finding the right person, finding that right midwife for you. What are some questions you can ask this midwife? Ooh. And how do you know she's the right person for you? Because I mean, you look at different home birth midwives, they all operate differently. I am planning my second home birth with a different midwife and they both, I mean, I both love them so very much, but they are both very different in how they approach birth. So what are some questions? How do you get a little insight and is this person for me? I love that. And I actually have a freebie that I will add. I'll send you this for the show notes, but it's actually questions to ask your midwife. And we go over this in depth a lot in the group because it is such an important and such a critical piece. And one thing that I like to say is, you know, there is a range of midwives, just like there's a range of anything. There's a range of how doctors practice. There's a range of how people are gardeners. I mean, everyone brings their own specific flair to things. So if you are, if you're lucky enough to live in an area that has a number of midwives, it is so important to go and sit down and meet with the ones that you can. I totally understand. I mean, I totally understand that some places that's just not, that's not available. And it's my hope that the midwife that's in that area is perfect for you. And oftentimes what the other, like the flip side to that coin is that many midwives are going to be what you want them to be. So if you walk in and say, Hey, listen, I want somebody that's pretty hands-off. Is that something that you can handle? they're going to understand that and try to work with you most cases. Now, at the same time, if they're not comfortable with that, then hopefully they'll say up front, that's really not something that our practice does. Now, the other side of that is that there are also more medically minded midwives, and that might be what you want. You might be like, I listen, I want every single scan. I want every single thing that I would get at the OB's office. And the cool thing about midwifery practice is that's generally available to you as well. So you're right. There is an absolute spectrum when it comes to midwifery. And I think that's what's beautiful about it. And I would love to send that freebie for specific questions that moms can be asking. But one of the things, of course, is, you know, what kind of training do you have? What kind of experience do you have? 
Do you see yourself as a hands-off or hands-on midwife? Really just trying to get a feel for that person's personality and then your comfort level with their experience. Yeah. And personality too, you were mentioning relationship earlier. And if you can't build a trusting relationship with your midwife, that's an indication that, you know, you might want to talk to someone else because that trusting and open relationship where we're sharing information about each other is very, very important in the most intimate and vulnerable position that you're in when you're giving birth. So I find that very, very important. Yes. And I will definitely put that link to the questions in the description. So I'm really excited about that. Now, the second pillar that you have is mindset. And I, this is something that I love talking about because it took so much work for me to prepare my mindset to go into my home birth because Mm. it was a VBAC. And I had been told that my pelvis was too small to birth a baby vaginally. So I had so many mental blocks that I had to get through. And one of the biggest ones for myself, I mean, being a registered nurse, I know the medical side of birth and how that's supposed to work. And I experienced it. And I trusted this provider who told me my pelvis is too small. So there are so many things that was set as kind of a roadblock to this home birth and mindset was the biggest thing that I had to conquer before making this decision. So can you talk a little bit about when you're planning a home birth? I mean, one of the biggest roadblocks for me was, is it safe? And I think Mm. so many women have that mindset block of, well, I want what's safest for me and my baby. And so a lot of times they're putting their baby's safety first, which is great. We, we want to do that, but they do that without realizing that home birth is also a safe option. So can you talk a little bit about that mindset block and then maybe we can go into some other ones? Yeah, that's great. And one thing that I will say is, especially with your experience, you know, I feel like there are kind of two sides to that as well, where it's like, some people are going into birth knowing like I have a lot that I need to, to work through. I've got so much. I had this feedback. I had all of these concerns or issues with my last birth. I've just got so much. I don't know if I can do this. The other side or this issue is the people who think, Oh, like they don't even know that mindset issue is a thing, you know, not even recognizing that there is a mindset aspect to all of this. So I love to bring that up that like, yeah, there are kind of two sides to this. Now, when we talk about safety and this idea of our safety, our baby's safety, that's when one thing is that people don't realize that it is a safe option. Luckily, there are more and more studies coming out that are just confirming this left and right. And it's so exciting to see. And especially, you know, in the COVID era, there have been so many moms who have jumped ship who were maybe on the line, they knew of home birth, were kind of like, oh, that seems interesting, but I don't know. And then once everything happened, they were like, all right, I'm doing it. I'm, I'm jumping over to the home birth side. And I'm pretty excited to see what kind of waves that causes because you know, the more people that start having home births, the more it's going to be talked about. And the more people will be like, oh, well, I know Susie had a home birth and she loved it. you know, And it just kind of grows from there. 
But the idea of safety, like I said, there are a number of studies that are proving again and again that home birth is safe. The other thing that's really important to acknowledge, and you said you're an RN, so you are a medical professional, you understand midwives are also medical professionals. And that's something that I think is highly missed by many people is the, there's this thought of like a midwife, like, is that number one, is that even a thing anymore? Like, do they really have those? And number two, like, what is, is she a witch? Like, you know, is she going to walk in barefoot? I don't understand what this is like. And to be fair, your midwife might walk in barefoot if she's called last minute and is having to sprint to your birth, but that's the only scenario I can imagine. <laughs> but, but yeah, so understanding that your midwife is a trained birth professional who is trained in unmedicated physiological childbirth. She is bringing all of the supplies to your home. She knows all of the emergencies that happen, but more importantly than that is she understands the red flags that would lead to those emergent situations so that they can either be corrected and put back into the realm of normal or that you could be transported to the hospital before it becomes an emergency. So sometimes people think like, oh, well, if I choose to have a home birth, that's it for me. Like that's the decision. And if anything goes wrong, I'm done. Everything's done. Everything's ruined. No, there is always the option to transport and the vast, vast, vast majority of those transports are not emergent. They're, oh, well, let's just hop into the car and drive to the hospital. There's not even usually an ambulance you know, involved. It's just a decision to go get additional help before it's needed even. Yeah. And you know what? I think so many women kind of take away this option and then they're an option short, right? So if mm. you choose to have a home birth and you start Explaining that at any time you can transfer to a hospital. It's a lot harder to start out at a hospital or birth center and then find a midwife who's willing to take you at 34 weeks. It happens. Mm -hmm. it, it can happen, but you can have more options if you start out with home birth because you can at any time go anywhere else pretty much. So it's about expanding options for sure. And I love what you are talking about. You know, one thing that I think about with home birth care is the prenatal care and the midwifery model of care in general is so nurturing. It's so more in so much more in depth. So I know that most, obviously, you know, some OBs are different, but the majority of appointments, when you go to your traditional OB, you know, it's a quick in and out thing. You're spending more time with the nurse or spending more time in the waiting room than actually talking to your doctor. Whereas with a midwife, you're there for 30 minutes to an hour every time. And you're building these relationships, just like we talked about before, where you're building that support network, you're building that communication and the understanding so that by the time you are giving birth, your midwife understands you. She understands your baby. She understands your body. And she's able to tell you like, okay, this is out of the realm of normal for you. Let's go ahead and transport. So that intimate knowledge really comes back to be a massive benefit in the end. Yeah. And I think that transitions nicely into another mindset block, which is fear of the unknown. And so many women are fearful of, well, what if this happens? What if this happens? And it's great to know that there is a midwife who, like you said earlier, they're the onlooker. They can monitor from a distance even, and just kind of be there as that manager or that having that eyesight on you. And that can help ease a lot of pain, but 
or worry, but do you have any words of wisdom for women who struggle with these what if questions? And I know one for me was, well, what if I have a uterine rupture and I had to work my way through this process of, well, what if it does happen? So would you mind walking us through these what if questions or how to get past this fear of the unknown? I love that. And I really feel like that is, you're right. It's such a massive mindset block for some. And one of the things that we really need to recognize is this ability to create space. We need to be able to create space for a positive birth. And oftentimes the creating space, or not oftentimes, always, it should involve letting go of previous limiting beliefs fear. So for you, you've had a C-section before you are thinking like, oh, well, what if I have this uterine rupture? What if I can't do it? All of these different limiting beliefs, fears. You're right. It's got to be worked through. And there are so many fear clearing exercises. I mean, you can just go on Pinterest, honestly, and find a thousand. A lot of times it's, you know, doing something physical, like writing it out. Like these are the fears that I have and being very clear and open about what those are. And then actually doing the work to let them go. So first we do need to let go of the fears before we can create space, openness for positivity. So I kind of like to break that down into three different steps as well. So first, like I said, we've got to take off the old, we've got to work through the fear, clear the fear, take off the old. And then number two, we have to create the space. So that can look like connecting with your baby. It can look like it's the busyness. There's so much busyness in our society that sometimes we think like, oh yeah, I'm fine. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. But are you actually slowing down and connecting? Are you going on walks and, and thinking about your baby and listening to your intuition and connecting to that internal maternal wisdom? You know, that's huge. And then then and only then I feel like, is it appropriate to start adding on positive affirmations, which is a huge and important thing. But recently in a, in a, um, a talk that I gave, I was talking about this idea of if you think of your fears and your thoughts as a jacket, you've got to take the jacket off before you put on the swimsuit, the positive affirmations. If you have that jacket on and then you put a swimsuit over top of it, are you actually pool ready? No. Like we got to take the fear off before we add the positivity. And that's what gets us truly birth ready. Oh my goodness. That is life-changing. And I'm just thinking (laughs) back to that. I mean, that was so good, but I was thinking back to my journey with my second and this is exactly what happened is, you know, clearing that, that fear and having fear release. I did aroma freedom technique by Dr. Benjamin Perkis. Yeah, it was super helpful for me. Um, just help me disconnect the emotion and the memory so I could still have the memory of what happened, but that emotion wasn't attached to it. And that was so, so powerful. And then, yeah, creating space. Oh my goodness. I was so connected to this baby. I mean, I dreamt about her. I I Hmm. dreamt about the birth. She gave me her name in my dream. Like I was so connected and then yeah, positive affirmations. So I think that breaks it down beautifully. So if any of you out there listening have fears, whether that's a fear of the unknown or just even specific fears, like I had it about uterine rupture, follow this. This is super, super powerful. And if you need someone to help walk you through this, because again, that can really help 
is having someone kind of navigate this process for you and hold space for you. Mm -hmm. You know, reach out to Caitlin and I, and we would love to connect and talk to you and walk you through that because this matters. It matters so much how you enter your birth space. So I love that. And the last pillar you have for preparing for home birth and, you know, just getting ready and set up for this experience is informed decision making. And so can you talk a little bit about that in in regards to home birth and how it might be different than informed decision making in a hospital setting? Well, I mean, even the decision to have a home birth, we've got to know that it exists. You know, you don't know what you don't know. So opening yourself up to what else should I be looking into? And obviously you guys are listening to this podcast. So obviously empowered birth is important to you. So I'm, I'm excited to be speaking to people that know like, okay, I need to know all of my options. I need to, to figure out what is possible for me. And then what's best for me. So there's the idea of, of making an informed decision on what type of care you want. But then once you decide on that care, holy moly, there are so many decisions to be made. And we really need to come up with or go through a framework of how am I going to, number one, what are my options? Number two, how am I going to decide what is best for me and my family? Uh, And then feeling strong and confident and supported in whatever decisions you choose to make. One thing that I like to remind people is that you are the number one player on your team. Like your birth team, guess what? Number one's not your midwife. Number one is you. You are the person. None of this would happen without you. So understanding that you hold so much power and you get to make the choices and everyone else gets to support you. And and they're excited too, but just know that you hold so much power. Oh yeah, that's so good. And I was just did another interview the other day where we were comparing it to sitting in the driver's seat and like you are the one in the driver's seat making those route decisions and where you're going to go and you're driving this car because again, like you said, this is not going to happen without you. So you are the number one. And part of that is taking that self-responsibility to know your decisions. As a big mistake I see so many women making are, well, that's a lot of work to know my decisions. I'm going to leave it up to the professionals, whether that is at Mm -hmm. home or the hospital. And then you've just given away that power to someone else who might not always have your best interest in mind. And I mean, that's a reality for me. My doctor wanted to get home for Easter. So let's hurry this labor up. And that is not abnormal. I hear that story from so many women. So that's, it's important. Stay in the driver's seat, be the number one player, own that. Well, and nobody, not even the greatest midwife in the world is going to want for you more than you want for yourself. 100%. They can't. They Mm -hmm. can't. And so you have to to be able to recognize, okay, I am pregnant with this new life. I am going to give birth to this baby one way or another. I need to take the responsibility because if I just leave it on the table, somebody else will. And you're right. I mean, nobody's going to care for you the way that you're going to care for you. Nobody's going to care for your baby the way that you're going to care for and mother that baby. So it's scary sometimes this idea of like, oh my gosh, uh, this is a lot of responsibility. But 
Woo, let me tell you, it's going to just keep coming as they grow. <laughs> yeah. The responsibility is still there. So let's just accept it and embrace it and say, yes, yes, this is responsibility. And I take it and I'm going to do my best with it. Yeah. It's great training ground, the pregnancy and labor, <laughs> right? and it just sets you up how you birth it really sets you up for how you mother, like 100%, not just because of all the bonding hormones involved that help you connect with your baby, but even the decisions, like you were saying, you're making during pregnancy, the responsibility that you have, the community that you have said is going to be around you. All of that matters, not just for your birth, but for onward. So I love that. Our Oh, I love this conversation so much. Can you tell us what you have coming up and where can people find you and connect with you? Absolutely. Thank you so much. This has been such a blast. I kind of have chills just talking to you. <laughs> so, so yeah, there is so much going on inside of the Happy Home Birth Podcast community. And, you know, you can just go to Apple, your favorite podcasting app and type in Happy Home Birth and it will pop up. Like I said, there's a Facebook community, Happy Home Birth Podcast community, and these three pillars that we just discussed, I'm actually having a free three-day live event, and that's going to take place inside of the Facebook group, but all you have to do is go opt into that, and like I literally am just sitting here, and I just blanked on where you go to opt into that. Oh, myhappyhomebirth.com forward slash three pillars. <laughs> And that will get you access to this amazing free live event where we're going to go through these three pillars more in depth and really explore what it looks like to take charge and to have a happy home birth. So I am so excited to see you guys there. You can also follow me on Instagram at happy home birth podcast. And uh, let's keep this empowered birth going. Yes, yes. This community is full of empowered mamas. So if you are interested in home birth and wanting to prepare, or you're just curious and you want to know, is this an option for me? Go check that out. Thank you so much, Kaylin. This has been an absolute blast. I have loved talking with you. You have so much knowledge. So go check out her podcast and everything she has because it's, it's great. So thank you again. Thank you. Okay. Did you love that episode and find it super helpful? Because I definitely did. <laughs> so make sure you click on the description, get the links, connect with Caitlin and listen to her podcast. It's amazing. And I also think her three day live event is going to be awesome. So make sure you sign up for that as well. But can I ask you a favor before you go? If you have liked these episodes and find them helpful, will you take just a minute rate and leave a review doing that. It helps more women find this podcast. And it also helps me find more amazing women like Caitlin to bring on the show. So if you know of someone that this episode will benefit, scroll down, click the paper airplane and send it their way. Thanks for joining me today. See you next time and stay empowered. Thank you again for joining me on this episode of the Empowered Birth Podcast. I'm so excited to have you a part of the movement. And if you haven't joined our private Facebook tribe yet, go to www.facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Empowered Mamas Tribe. We would love to have you there and a part of our community. 
We'll see you next time for another episode of the Empowered Birth Podcast.